0: Welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Tonight we got Shope, Hadley, and myself. Um, Currently, Kutz and Trevor are uh, taking a leave of absence due to personal reasons. Um, They're just, their minds somewhere else, which is okay. We respect it. And um, the three of us are going to continue to to roll on here. So we thought football is officially back. Um, Well, football was back last weekend, but... You know the good games really are this weekend, and the NFL starts this week, so we thought we might as well hop back onto the podcast. So, looking at our first topic, we are going to break down college football uh, this season. Unfortunately for Ben Hadley, no, no Penn State football, which is uh, which is unfortunate. So, uh, fellows, what are you what are you looking forward to? Um, well,
1: not Penn State football now, that's for sure. Um, That was the big hope going into the year, but that's not going to be a thing anymore. Thank the Big Ten leaders. Um, But I guess what I'd be looking forward to is to see maybe a team that isn't Clemson, Bama, Oklahoma, Georgia, something of that sort, come up and make the season somewhat interesting, maybe like a Cinderella team. Um, Have I really came up with one? Not yet, but I'd like to see one
0: come out and hopefully uh, surprise a lot of people this year. All right. Uh, before we go to show, Hadley, who are you going to be rooting for uh, this football season in college football? Oh, man. Um, I would say it's probably going to
1: be more, more a conference than anything. Um, and it would probably be outside of the SEC. I'd probably, I mean, a lot of people don't really like Clemson. Um, I'm okay if, if, you know, they ended up winning. That's that's a team that I don't mind, even though they are a powerhouse. Um, outside of that, maybe like a low profile team, and like
0: the the ACC wouldn't be a bad bad thing for me. Okay, all right, Schoper.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess what I'm looking forward
2: to. I'm just looking forward to football. It's been so long. I wasn't sports over was quarantine. I just miss football. I mean, Penn State's not going to get to play, so that blows. But I still love college football, so I guess Eddie's better than nothing. So I'm just excited to see all the teams play. All
0: right. Um, real quick, Chubb, give me your final four for the college football playoff. All
2: right. My final four is Georgia, Clemson, Texas
0: and Bama. Bama. All right. Hadley, go ahead. Um, I'd probably go Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma. Um outside of that,
2: I guess it
1: would probably be Georgia.
0: All right, yeah, I got the I got the exact same four. I got Clemson, Bama, Georgia, and um Oklahoma. Uh is this a year that we might see somebody from uh, a non-group of five sn- uh, sneak into the playoffs, maybe like a Cincinnati or a UCF or Memphis?
1: If there ever was a year, it'd be this year. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but that's exactly what I'm talking
0: about. I'd love to see something like
2: that. Yeah, I say now just for the
0: facts.
2: Yeah,
0: just now. Yeah, I think I think they're going to definitely try to put in two SEC teams before they, they put in um, – a group of five, or a what? Group of five team, I guess. Not a not a non-group of five because it's like power five and non-group of five. Um, let's see. Um, looking at oh, okay. Obviously, Penn State, you know, is a team that maybe would have slipped into the playoffs. What, what's a team that you were looking forward to see play this year, but is but is now not playing, or maybe a player?
2: Besides Penn State, I would say, I mean, I hate Ohio State, but I like watching like Fields and all of them. And then Oregon and uh, Arizona State.
1: For me, it would probably be Rondale Moore from Purdue because I, I definitely thought he was going to be a top wide receiver this year.
0: And kind of like what Joe said, even though we don't like Ohio State, watching them and Penn State go out, it would have been really fun this year as well. Yep. Um, so... I think for me personally, obviously Penn State, Ohio State, you know, it would have been nice to have been at maybe a Penn State game, um, watch those teams play, Michigan as well. I think for me personally, I think one of the teams that might have had a shot to win the other side of the Big Ten was Minnesota, just with what they had returning. And I think they could have maybe made it the whole way to the Big Ten championship, but we will never know. So um, that's unfortunate. But – um, we're gonna switch now to um, NFL talk. Uh, keeping it real simple. Who are your two favorites for the Super Bowl? Um,
1: this is a toss-up this year. Um, and I've, I've told people a certain prediction, but I'm actually gonna go with my gut this year. Um, and it's gonna sound crazy, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, which is the safe, the safe thing. Um, and believe it or not, the Cowboys. I think that they have the talent. I think that you know switching up the coaching staff is necessary. Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl with Green Bay. Uh, I really, I really think they have the firepower, and I don't see why they can't do it as long as they stay healthy this year, especially with the fans.
0: Yeah. Shepherd.
2: Um. Yeah, the AFC. I would say the Chiefs. If anyone else would come out, maybe the Ravens, something like that. And then I don't really have an NFC favorite because there's so many good NFC teams. If I had to choose one, I'd probably say just either the Saints or Forty Niners. Just for the fact there was like no OTAs, no really mini camps, so like teams that have like been together in the past few years and like the quarterbacks and coordinators and head coaches like know each other, stuff like that.
0: Okay. Um for me personally I think, I mean obviously, you know, Chiefs, Ravens, those are the, the top dogs. Um, I think it would be I think it's just gonna fall in line. I think Big Ben they're gonna make he's gonna make a comeback and he's gonna lead the Steelers. Um, along with their defense, they, they could make it out of there. Even though I'm a Steelers fan, I, I do believe that they can get out of the AFC. And then I would go with the Saints. I went with them last year. Unfortunately they didn't make it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Saints and uh and Steelers in the Super Bowl. Um, like Shope said, there's a lot of teams in the NFC that you know anybody could come out of there. So from both sides, I'm not saying you know they have to win the Super Bowl, but who's maybe a sleeper team from the NFC and the AFC that could that could do some damage, uh, maybe sneak into the playoffs and win a game or two, if not, maybe run the table.
1: Um, for me in the AFC, it would be obviously the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you have a lot of people that are pretty high on them after our draft. Um, Chris is a wizard, um, but there's also a lot of people out there ranking them in the bottom 15 teams in the league, We're like 16, 17. Um, and I really think they're going to come out top, on top of the division, um, and I think that they're going to surprise people and probably win a game or two in the playoffs. Um, and in the NFC, I would say more of a team that might get in, a team that might surprise you that like they're not in, would be the Niners. Uh, prior to last year, they've been like, plagued with injury, um, but I could totally see this being another year for that, especially with literally one person getting COVID and your whole team sick. Exactly, um, yeah. So I could see something like that happen to the Niners. I mean, they're already, they're, Bebo and IU are already out, so um, that'd be my surprise in the NFC
2: uh, AFC surprise team would be the Denver Broncos, I think. I mean, I know Von Miller just got hurt, but they got a lot better in the offseason through free agency and the drafts. So I could see them sneaking in the playoffs when we win the game here and there. And then the NFC, I'd say maybe the, uh, Atlanta, either the Atlanta Falcons or the Detroit Lions, because Matthew Stafford's back. He was having a good year last year until he got hurt. The wide receiver is pretty good. I think they're a solid running back group, so their defense can be any decent. They, they should have a shot at maybe sneaking in
0: as a seven seed. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with the uh, the Falcons pick there. Um, you know, looking at the Bucks and Saints, those are two of the, the top dogs. Um, I do think the Falcons, if if they you know get if they can get it together, they they could make some noise. Um, another maybe surprise pick. I don't know. Some people might not think this is a surprise pick, but um, different people have them uh, ranked you know in the NFC West, you, anywhere from you know the Rams being first to, to third in that division. So I, I would I would say the Rams could maybe make some noise just because you have the Seahawks and 49ers kind of as as the top dog in that division. So I, I think they could maybe um, get it together. From the AFC, um, you know, the bills, they're gonna be decent. They're going to be pretty solid um, just because they have to play, you know, the Dolphins and the Jets, which aren't automatic wins, but there's probably four wins for the Bills right there just because of how good their defense is. But for me personally, I'm going to say the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, do damage in the playoffs, but they could sneak into that seven seed. Um, they made they made a lot of uh, good draft picks picking up uh, Henry Ruggs. Is that right? They picked up him. Yep. Um, and, the, you know, they got John Green at the helm, so watch out for the Raiders. Um, so now we're going to move on to the NBA playoffs. Um, right now, based on what you have seen, uh, who's your favorite out of the West? Who's your favorite out of the East? Okay, from what I've seen, as of right now, we are recording this.
1: Uh, the Clippers are up 3-1 on the Nuggets, and they're playing right now, um, so just to give you guys a time frame for those listening. Um, Right now, I like the Clippers out of the West just because they have a little more depth. Um, No disrespect to what the Lakers are doing so far. They're they're playing Super Bowl as well, but um, the Clippers win in probably six or seven games against them. Um, And then on the East side, I really think the Raptors are going to come out and beat the Celtics today. Um, And then a matchup with the Heat and Raptors, uh, it's going to come down to probably
0: Hero as, as an X-factor in that series. If he plays well, I'd give the Heat the advantage, but I'm also going to take the Raptors, and I'm going to say the Raptors and Clippers are going to meet the finals. A little uh, Kawhi versus his former team. I like it. Joper. what yep. are you thinking?
1: Um,
2: I think the Clippers and Lakers are pretty even right now, just for the fact that the Lakers have the LeBron. I would trust him more. So I would say the Lakers probably in seven against the Clippers, come out of the West. And then the East, I think the Heat are on a roll right now. And they're really the only team in the East that has a like a verified closer. Like everyone on the team knows who to get the ball to in the final minutes with Jimmy Butler. And they just have a lot of wing defenders where they can throw at the other team's best player. Because usually the other team's best players at two or three. They can throw at them. So I don't think it really matters who wins between the Raptors and Celtics. I think
0: the Heat will beat them in five or six games, and I think it's going to be a Lakers' heat final. Um, for me personally, I, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm going I'm to go with the Lakers. I think they're going to beat the Clippers in six games. Um, originally, I'd pick the Celtics to face the Lakers, but um, as of recent, I like the Raptors, um, even though they were down, you know, what, 2-0 in the series. They have been playing uh, pretty solid. And uh, I think they can also. I think the Raptors can also beat the Heat. So I'm going to go with the Lakers-Raptors final, and then the Lakers uh, winning it all in six games. Um, real quick, if uh, if you were to pick a team that did not make it out of the first round of the playoffs, that you think could do damage in the future, who would it be? The Mavericks, 100%. I mean, they
1: have the core with Luca, with Porzingis. You had one more piece there, and you have a big three. Um, Then they got some shooters all around them. I would definitely say the Mavericks. I think their their place in the playoffs this year was their only downfall. If they get a sixth seed and they're playing the Nuggets in the first round, they could still be playing right now. So I I would say the Mavericks.
2: In the West, I would say the Mavericks and the Trailblazers, just because the Trailblazers did have a lot of people hurt. So if they wouldn't have had all these people hurt, they'd have been a higher seed. You would have gotten probably an easier matchup. And then also the Mavericks, just because they're very young, and they played very well. So if they can just continue to get better with Luka, he's a stud. And in the East, I would say the Indiana Pacers, just because uh, they just weren't healthy. They didn't have a full roster. They, uh, they played the Heat pretty well. They didn't win any games, but they were close in all of them. And they would. They would get everyone healthy. I think they could. Them and the 76ers, just because the 76ers weren't fully healthy either. So I could see both those teams in the
0: East doing something next year. Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with the Mavericks. Um, I was also looking at the Jazz. I mean, if they can get another piece for Mitchell, I think they could be deadly. And uh, it was going to lead to my my next question. If, uh, if you were to pick between um, the Mavericks and the Jazz, who would you rather pick? And I think we can all agree that it's probably the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving forward. Um, and then between the Pacers and the 76ers, what, what team would you trust or want to coach uh, for the future? Um, I I'd personally
1: pick the Pacers as long as they have all the depot. Uh, obviously, there's speculation that all the depot could be going somewhere like Miami in the offseason, but um, as long as they have the same roster that they have right now. I think you have more more upside with all the depot, Miles Turner, um, Robin, Peter Warren, all those guys compared to just Ben Simmons who can't step outside of the paint and Embiid who just isn't really fitting well with Ben Simmons. I would say the 76ers just for the facts, like
2: coaching in Philly, and I just think, I think if they had a full roster, they would have been a higher seed one and they could have given the Celtics a run for their money. Plus, I think if uh, – I would trade Ben Simmons, but that's just me. So if they traded Ben Simmons, they could get a high-profile player, maybe someone like Bradley Beal to get him with a beat who would fit better, and then just get a bunch of 3 and d wings, and I think they'd have a very good team.
0: That's funny you mentioned uh, trading Simmons because, actually, uh, Mr. Krug had, uh, had messaged uh, the page, and he asked, uh, because he's a 76ers fan, you know should what what should the 76ers do should they keep Simmons and Embiid and try it again or should should they get rid of them um, I, I agree with the, i agree with the Simmons trade i like Embiid you know playing for the 76ers but i think you got to you got to get rid of Simmons and you got to try to pick up um, maybe a better player and then some some other side pieces to go along and i think the 76ers could with the right coaching staff and the right roster they they, they could go um, Make a, make a playoff run further uh, in years to come. Yeah, I mean, I
2: I think since sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No. But since like Simmons got hurt, you maybe give him one more go around and you tell him, look, you got to work on your shot. And if he doesn't get a shot, obviously that means he's not in the gym because he does everything else fine. Which I mean, that's all he really needs is to work. If, if you're not going to get a shot, then I would trade him. But if he's gonna, if you want to let him work on that for a year or two, because I mean, he only is like twenty three. But after that, you gotta trade him because
1: yeah. he's just—he just, he just your team. Yeah, at this day and age, this is a shooting league. It's a scoring league. Um, defense is just a joke at this point. You touch someone, it's foul. Um, with Ben Simmons' game, you might as well just get rid of him. For I mean, if you can get Bradley Gill or something like that, that's awesome. But um, you, you really gotta blow it up with him at this point, in my opinion. Uh, He's had plenty of years to get a jump shot that's at least somewhat respectable, and he hasn't. So you just got to look outside of him, in my opinion. I
0: think it's definitely time for the Sixers to move on. Yep, exactly. All right, so moving on to um, just maybe some MLB talk. First of all, do we think the the season's going to finish? I mean, we've had so many cases of COVID throughout the MLB. Do you think they're going to finish? Yeah, I, I honestly think better, though. Yeah, I mean, honestly,
1: you saw the first week, the Marlins blew up within like three games, the Cardinals were within middle a week, uh, you thought there was no chance, but surprisingly enough, it's almost, four, I think it's 40-some games into the season for most teams, mm-hmm.
0: uh, I really don't think it's going to slow down, I think the season's going to keep going no matter what, and I, I think they will get it done. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they can get it done, um looking at maybe a potential uh, World Series look. I mean, if the Yankees, heck, if they can stay healthy, I like them obviously to come out of the AL and then the Dodgers to come out of the NL. I mean, that's obviously the safe pick. But, I mean, honestly, I've been looking at some scores and stuff. There's not like – I mean, there's there's teams that have been consistent, but you know, there's not that one team that's like jumping out right now. You know, the, the teams have been going on some hot streaks and they might lose a couple. So, I mean, I honestly think it's anybody's World Series this year, honestly.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, like, If I had to pick right now, I'd definitely go with you and be safe and pick the Dodgers in the NL. Um, but I also thought the Yankees were more of a lock, but just their health has been such an issue this year that it uh, seems like the Rays just are hard to look past. So out of, the AL, out of the AL, it's really just a complete question mark.
2: Yeah, I agree. If the Yankees get healthy, I'd pick them, which they should be getting healthier. I don't know how fully healthy they will be because they are 43 games in the season already, so they got about 17 left on the playoffs. But if they get healthy and with maybe like 10 games left to get in the postseason, get some games in and then go, I would probably give them a good shot. But if not, I don't know. The AL, there's also all very good teams with the Indians, Rays, Athletics. And then the NL, I just feel like daughters choke every
0: year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: the Padres beating them, I can see the Braves beating them. I can see the Cubs beating them. But with their with their lineup, they should
0: come out of the NL. But we'll see if they do. Exactly. All right. Um, before we wrap up here, um, I, w- I want to get your take on. We don't talk much tennis, but I, I've had this this thought in my head. I can quote what Shope and Hadley are both going to say. When I when I asked him this question, um, I've been thinking about it all week, and it's kind of cracked me up. Should should Djokovic have been eliminated for what he did? No, not a chance.
2: He was like mad, and he hit it. Should he have done that? Probably not. But it was in the it was in the heat of a competition, and it wasn't like the girl didn't see it coming. He just kind of hit a little harder. Like he went over and he apologized. It wasn't like he walked off and said like. There. like I don't care he went over and
1: apologize I
2: mean tennis has their own rules like that's a dumb rule yeah but I yeah. mean I would have let him keep going but that's
1: just me yeah no I, I think what that right there is is a fine
2: yeah that's, a fine. that's like the, that's the NBA what... does with like
0: yeah.
1: yeah
2: calling out
0: referees give them a fine
1: after I mean Steph Curry through his mouthpiece what did they do kick out of the game kick them out of the game. They, they but that's one game out of however many they play, and uh, they slap them with a fine. I think something like a, like an open in tennis is something that you can't really be kicked out of
0: for that. Yeah. I think. A game. And I mean, especially with everything that's going on, you know, for him to, to be willing to play. And, you know, I mean, obviously he's playing, you know, to win, but he's also playing for the fans. And I, I think it was just, I know a lot of tennis experts are saying, yeah, he should have been tossed. But it wasn't like, I mean, if you look at the replay, it's not like he had a full, it wasn't like a full serve. Like, that's typically how hard he hits it to those people anyway. You know, if he has too many tennis balls, he has to hit some over to whoever's standing there. And I think that just, you know, maybe an in-game penalty would have been all right, and then you find him after. But to literally take away his chance from barely hitting the ball, I mean, I know it hit her in the throat, and that caused some concern, but like, it was just, I don't know, it was just tough to watch. Like, I, I really felt bad. <laughs> but, I've played it before. I know it's it's
1: very uh, proper. It's a gentleman's game, but yeah.
0: at the same time, uh, it's
1: 2020, and you got to understand frustration and emotions like that. You've
0: got to get past that and just slap them on the wrist of the line and move on. Exactly. All right, so our, our last uh, little bit here. I'm just going to rattle off some games for the, uh, the NFL uh, Week 1 here. Um, I was gonna do college football, but there's not really any enticing games this weekend, I guess. I mean probably the only the only I guess close game might be Notre Dame and Duke. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Like I don't think there's any, you know, close games that will we'll see
2: what Wake Forest has in for the Cubs and Tigers.
0: I mean heck, yeah, I mean I anything can happen, but um we, we, who, who knows, honestly? But I was just thinking a lot of us were going to go, you know, straight shock with the college football games. So I thought, you know, what, we'll we'll hold off this week. Um, breaking down the NFL, um, I'm just going to try to think some games off the top of my head. First of all, Saints Bucks. That's that's. Um,
1: that's I think the Bucks are going to take a little bit of gel if they ever do. So I'm going to go Saints. Yeah, I'm going to give it this just because they're like a more better, more veteran team, and they've been
2: better longer. Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady's a veteran quarterback, he just got a new offense with new weapons. It does take a while, especially with their minicamp and things like that. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, especially like they haven't. There was no preseason. They really didn't get any live reps. Like, they did live one like in practice, but also like that's also getting get your defense you go against every day. That's a little bit different.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Saints as well, um, just for all those reasons. I'm going to second that. And uh, I don't know, they, they've, just, they've had that chemistry, um, and I think they're just going to be ready to go. Um, next game, we're going to go Vikings and Packers. Um, I'm normally a Packers guy. I normally prefer the Packers in that matchup, but this year I'm going to go with the Vikings.
1: I like that uh, Kubiak is now uh, going to be running that run game. Uh, I think they're going to kind of slash them in that game, I think the Vikings are going to win pretty easily. Um,
2: if the Vikings were fully healthy, I'd say then, but Daniel Hunter's out, which means their pass rush won't be 100%. I don't know if Yannick, whatever his name is from the Jaguars, if he's playing or not. If he's not playing, Aaron Rodgers might have a decent day staying up behind there, so... I think I'm
0: going to go Packers just for that reason, but I could see either team winning. Yeah, this was a this was a tough one to look at. Um, I think the Vikings are favored like two and a half, so, I mean, obviously it's going to be a close game. Um, typically, yeah, I, I, I do go with the Packers in this game, but um, I, don't, I don't know. It's just something about the Vikings. I, I feel like they can they can pull it off in week one here. Um. Alright, next game we got Dolphins and Patriots. Now this might look like, you know, it's always been Patriots for the most part, but we did see the Dolphins beat them last season. Does it continue in week one?
2: Right, those that was in the wash talk early. Now they have a five that's ready to go campaign.
1: Oh man, that's, it, this is one of the toughest games on slate, in my opinion. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick does magic, and we all know that, so uh, I'm probably actually going to roll with the Dolphins for week one because I know it's a new system for Cam as well. I think Belichick is going to make it happen at some point, some way, but I think he's
0: going to need a week or two to kind of get Cam comfortable in the offense. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Um, You know, they're the safe pick. Not saying the Dolphins won't hang around. I think it's definitely going to be a close game, but I think Belichick's going to be ready to go and have his men ready. All right, uh, let's look at – you know, we'll go with uh, just two more games here. Um, Colts, Jaguars. Um, I'm normally not the type to boast
1: and to uh, say that my team is going to win by X amount of points, but I think that it's going to be a blowout. I expect to win by at least 14 points. Um, Jacksonville's uh, got Minshew, who I do like. I think he can have a future there, but I just don't see them – having enough firepower outside of that to necessarily stick around with our running game. Um so I'm gonna stay out uh, by at least fourteen.
2: I'm hoping on that Jaguars bandwagon. I think they're gonna blow off the Colts going to be close. I would say chart for two different three Tuds. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jaguars blow, so play the Colts.
0: I'm gonna go with the Colts as well. Uh Favorite seven and a half. Jaguars don't really have much. Um, yeah, honestly. I mean and uh you know, I think the Colts are just gonna I I do agree with Hadley. I think the Colts I'm gonna say uh, I'll go I'm I'll go with a uh, a thirty one to thirteen final. I'll oh, go okay. I'll go I'll go with the Colts here. Better not let me down. All right, in our last game, we're gonna go with the Steelers and Giants on Monday night. So
1: believe it or not, I, I hate to see those in burning fashion, but um, I think they will be solid this year. I see a 10-6 or 11-5 year from them, um, but honestly, they play to their potential. I could see the game that they lose being this early game, um, the media freaking out that Ben is almost done, blah, 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 and uh, I think it'll just be... A fluke. I think they'll eventually come back and play well, but I think that the Giants are actually going to win Week One, surprise a lot of people.
2: Um, not gonna lie, I hope the Giants win just for the fact that I love Saquon Barkley, but he's literally like the only player. Daniel James just showed he's he had a decent rookie year, and I think he will get better. But their wide receiver core, I don't think's all that great. Evan is all right, but their offensive line is terrible. And the Steelers have a very good D-line, and a very good defense overall. And when it's basically one on 11, there's not much bark you can do about that. So I think the Steelers will win pretty easily.
0: Uh, I think it's going to be close early on. I mean, I would love for the Steelers to you know, come off uh, with a hot start, but I think it's going to be you know, pretty close early on. And then in that second half, I think the Steelers break away and end up winning it. Um, we'll go – We'll go with a uh, 27 to 10 victory for the Steelers. So, and uh, that that wraps up this episode. Um, we're gonna tweet out our college football pick 'em on ESPN. So, if you'd like to join that, hit the DMs or just click on the link. Um, and hopefully next week we can uh, send it and be back with another podcast. Hopefully with a mystery guest that will be hopefully with us permanently from now on. So um we're really excited for that any last words gents
1: nope just ready to send it <laughs> in the wise words of trevor balby yep ready to get the season started
0: there we go all right chalk talk out
1: uh, Mr. Garrett.